0: Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary
1: results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now here's your host, Tyler Chesser.
0: Welcome back Elevate Nation. We are excited today because we have a phenomenal guest and, and as you know, you know, really, what our goal here is to continue to raise that bar. You know, identify and apply how the best of the best are making it happen. Really, in you know, personally, professionally, in real estate and beyond. And so today, we're excited because it's truly a masterclass. I mean, we are we're trying to build a community here for leaders, um, you know, who are looking to achieve uncommon results and maybe already are achieving uncommon results, and certainly. You know my friend Dylan here, uh, Dylan Marma with Rand Partners is in that category and so we're excited to have him. Dylan, how are you, sir? I'm
1: excited to be here. Even that intro is, is powerful and, and it's great to be one of the first few guests in the show here, Tyler, and I uh, you know, really appreciate you having me. Absolutely, my friend. So, so a little bit about
0: Dylan. Um, Dylan began his real estate career in 2015 and he quickly rose to a leadership role in residential and commercial real estate uh, with an investment company in San Diego. And I know he's originally from sort of the New York area. So that was yep. obviously quite a, quite a change there in terms of geography, but he began investing in residential real estate at that time. And he started to learn how to evaluate markets and manage properties remotely. And, and then from there in early 2018, Dylan joined the team with Rand Partners. So I think it was just about a year ago now, really. Yep, yep. Um, and so what he was able to do then is sort of expand additional markets throughout the Southeast as well as build out systems to open the doors for outside investors to partner through syndication through their platform, and Dylan spends a lot of his time analyzing and underwriting new opportunities out of their home office in Knoxville, which is um, really where you know Dylan and I began our relationship together right. just through looking at deals, looking at opportunities, and and he works closely with brokers in their target markets and plays a role as a frontline contact with investors upon introduction and throughout the entire holding period for asset management and communication. So. So Dylan, you know, I a lot of times we 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 live behind our bios in this world, right? So you know, everybody, we all have our our story, but fill in the gaps here, man. If you don't mind, um, share with me a little bit of an elevator pitch, so to speak, for for the Elevate Nation.
1: Yeah. So yeah, is it you said there? Really, you know, we're a lot of hats, right? And I think that's the simplest way to put it, right? We we all wear a lot of hats. You're you're in. An entrepreneurial environment, growing, growing a business, right? And I think, I think uh, it's it's hard to just put a title or a bio that, that really covers everything you do day to day. But but pretty much, um, you know, I, I became really enamored by the the concept of uh, syndication and the way that that works, and private offerings work in real estate. And and um, after you know evaluating each asset class, I, I really saw multifamily um, just having the most strength and and. and Giving me all you know everything I needed to really believe in this for for the long run, right? So I I, I went heavily into multifamily about uh, two years back. Where you know I, I, I once I made the commitment, it was it was just a daily grind of you know underwriting deals, doing everything I could to absorb um, you know all the education I get my hands on, whether it was books, trainings, um, videos, live events, right? You know we all go through that phase, right? Where you were in it's an ongoing process, but eventually you know, the, the education starts coming from doing and from all your connections and things like that, right, it kind of shifts. But, but I went for, for about a year, uh, just immersed myself to where once I made the commitment, it wasn't there was no days off and just training and educating and, and going, well, I was still working full time as a sales manager. And, uh, you know, and eventually you know, made the leap to, uh, to come out to Atlanta and shortly after up here in Knoxville when I began working with, uh, with uh, Jake and Gino who also, run the podcast Wheelbarrow Profits. Um, they had you know they had picked up uh 900 units with just in house equity between the, the three of the partners, and then I began to uh, I came in because I had been working alongside Vinny Chopra, who's done several hundred million in syndications, and we became close friends. I got to learn a lot of the systems on how to go about doing it, and that's that's the value that I brought to the table, right? So, everyone always asks, How do you get involved? How do you get a start? It's really tough. To, to just give one crystal clear answer, it looks very different for everyone, right? I found a way to seek to serve, you know, through through adding value and, and filling in gaps in in, in different areas, right? And my in this instance, when I began working with Rand, it was the idea that I was able to add the additional bandwidth and the additional know-how to help you know facilitate syndications to bring to to building up the investor base, to keeping the investor base warm, to being able to play the role of the asset manager, and then also we we've been expanding. Uh, you know, as as you know, uh, into different markets uh, as well, and starting to build more broke relationships and growing like that. So, so that's my uh, my elevator pitch.
0: I love it, my man. So, how did you inherently know that multifamily was a path that you wanted to take? Take a leap into?
1: Yeah. So, multifamily. I mean, r- right now there's a, there's a lot of buzz around multifamily, right? And I, I think uh, you're going to hear a lot of the, the same answers. But I I, w- I would say that uh, you know, for me, I, I saw that it was just something that you know, I, I personally had lived in apartments for many years and and I you know I didn't see I guess I, I I fit the stereotype of a millennial that doesn't really care to for homeownership because I don't want to deal with all the hassle of the maintenance and the upkeep and I like the idea of being uh, somewhat you know the portability concept of that that multifamily provides and then in addition I just saw you know the uh, the drivers of people moving down to the southeast I saw the drivers of you know people you know uh, having kids later on in life um, you know more more single parent households and you know it just just there's a lot of uh, demographic shifts that are taking place that uh, that that make multifamily uh, an asset class that makes a lot of sense. Not to mention, there's a lot going on in in other sectors of real estate, right? And I think uh, you know you, you've seen the transformations that have taken place with with retail, um, and you've seen you know a lot of shifts in industrial, right? So I, I think multifamily just felt like a secure place, and especially when you're raising other people's money and capital. Uh, you know, I, I always say, you know, I, I'm, I'd be more willing to gamble or risk my own capital than I would ever be just for someone else's, right? And, and anyone that that goes to say that, uh, you know, when you're syndicating a deal, you're not taking on the risk. I think you're taking on the biggest risk because your reputation is on the line every step of the way. And that means a whole lot more than any amount of money uh, in, my, in my eyes. I love it, man. Well, you know, one thing
0: that I know about you and I and I know that you share this passion that I do is you have had to develop yourself to a point where you can be effective in the space. And, and it's, and it's evident with everything that you do, whether it's, you know, sharing content on your own or just as who you are, which I've always appreciated. One of the things that Dylan and I first connected on was really like books, like what book are you reading right now? And a lot of the things that we're, you know, you, you've got to continue to kind of raise that bar. And that's really the whole essence of what we're discussing on elevate is, you know, real estate is sort of that practical solution towards, Obviously look, you've got to have dollars and cents to be able to survive in today's society. Beyond that to be able to thrive in what you're doing, whether it's in real estate or you know business or anything else, you've really got to develop your own skills and, and professional know-how. And yeah. so I'm curious to know from you, Dylan, you know when, when what was one or two was there one or two events and if so, what were they that caused you to draw like a line in the sand and say, look, I'm, I'm taking responsibility, I'm taking control for my life and I'm taking massive action. And there, there there really is,
1: right? I think, I think most of us have that. So I think that's a, it's a powerful uh, question in itself. When people ask me, you know, what would you do if you were 13 years old or, you know, 15 years old and, and to do it all over again, right? And it's not like, oh, I would have just started a business sooner or started to work more and save up money sooner. It's usually I would have started reading sooner, right? And I would have started investing more into myself and treating myself differently and, and, and the way I spent my time, um, because i am a, a huge reader huge learner i think matching you know matching work ethic um with with your work ethic that you put into your study is is equally important right to to block off and be disciplined to an hour a day or more of reading educating watching videos or something like that cuz that that's helped me grow leaps and bounds um and, and for me it was it was i back to about 19 years old when I actually was, you know, I was I was in school and I was living the you know fraternity college lifestyle, which was just you know a lot of lot of partying, a lot of going out, and um, it was just not not healthy habits, right? And it, it was not getting me well. Well, you know, on paper it looked good, and you know I was going kind of the traditional route, and I was going you know going for accounting, and grades were grades were fine, right? It wasn't it wasn't a grades thing. It was just more of a matter of I knew that what I was doing day to day was not like building myself up for the habits, and then. There's just a bunch of you know a bunch of um, other you know challenges that that, that took place all on a short period of time and and it, I basically hit a rock bottom point when I I uh, really just you know looked at myself and I said listen like I, I need to I need to change something right because I, I I've always had these visions and aspirations of like a you know building a business or, or, you know, I at that time I wanted to live in California, which I ended up doing not long after. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I I had this whole, you know, there there was some kind of a vision there, but I said, what I'm doing is not getting me to that. Right. So, so I did draw a line and say, and I, I, and I actually left school at that point, right. I faced a lot of adversity in doing that, right. Leaving, uh, you know, my, my good friends behind, uh, you know, my family thought I was nuts and uh, I started to get into different forms of sales and and entrepreneurship. And, and uh, I, I totally, you know, I, I kind of isolated myself from a lot of the world at that point, just, just only surrounding myself with people that were in business or sales or something like that and I ended up moving up to San Diego when I was, when I knew hardly anyone at all in San Diego just to get out and like transform myself. And in that time period, I was ab- obsessive with, you know, the personal growth and all the the mindset books and the reading and, and this and that, right. And that kind of led me into real estate, right? Because I, I read some start reading some financial education, real estate just makes sense. So, um, yeah, and, and I think from there I kind of caught the bug and, um, you know, it became easier after, you know, a year or so you can kind of start to bring your of, – of like the extremism of like just like sheltering yourself and, and diving into this wholeheartedly. Then I, then I kind of was able to kind of find, find the balance that, that I think made sense. But, you know, I, I think when, when you first make that transition, it is such a dramatic change or you call it a, you know, a paradigm shift uh, that you're going through that you need to really be you know you know obsessive with it and and go all in and then then um, you know you, you start to build the habits transform yourself and I think you know that that one period of time that year of my life um, had had really changed uh, just so much
0: for me. So it's really interesting what I'm what I'm hearing from you is it sounds like you know, you were you were enjoying maybe some pleasurable activities at the time. You were partying with some friends and you know, sort of living the life of relaxation and not a whole lot of discomfort. And perhaps over some time you started to realize that maybe you weren't growing to a point where you weren't experiencing becoming a new person. It, it
1: was like one morning. It was it was one morning after waking up like you know, super hungover and just in, in just like a dark place. I remember sitting my sitting there like and it just hit me in the face. And I just saw, like, I was like, what am I doing, right? And, and, and then wow. my dad had actually given me a book that had sat there for several months on the shelf. Um, it was one of the only personal growth books he had given me. It was, it was called Choose Yourself by James Altiker. And I just decided to pick this book up. And I, and I read it. It was all about, it was just kind of a right place, right time thing, right and I, and I read the book and it was all about you know creating a lifestyle by design and how you really don't have to live by the expectations of society and a lot of these messages that you, you may have you know, heard in other books and um, it, it, it really hit home with me I think it's still a great read and still something that everyone should uh, should pick up but I remember as soon as I uh, you know as soon as that hit me it uh, it really changed and that's why they say you know it, it change can truly happen in a moment and in that case it, it did
0: I love it my man well I appreciate you being open and sharing that with me because I know so many people go through the same thing and and perhaps maybe it's a wake up call for somebody because I know a lot of times you know something is speaking to us but we're not listening and it takes you got to really receive that message over and over and over but you received it took action so kudos to you and I appreciate you being honest about that um so tell me so now so like we're kind of fast forwarding you know a few years here so tell me about you know, Elevate's all about raising the bar, right? So, how do you how do you consistently raise that bar? And what what have you been doing recently? You know, maybe this past six months. You know, we're halfway through the yep. year, or even this year. What are what are you guys doing, or are you yourself doing, to consistently raise that bar?
1: Yeah. So, I, I would say if we look at the last year, just like uh, you know that that year that we just talked about was kind of transformative from like a, a personal growth uh, standpoint. I'd say that from a, a business. Uh, Acumen standpoint this last year has been you know in some way, in many ways equally transformative right and and I think because you know as taking on so many different uh, You know roles and responsibilities, uh, you know between um, You know truly learning how to uh, deliver the statements the way that we want them to read between you know learning how to manage the asset from the asset management and the property management side between all the uh, You know every day every single day. I've learned something new um, you know, this week, for instance, we're learning how to bring in a, an investor via tenant in common uh, with the 1031 exchange for the first time, right? Um, you know, we're, we're, we're transitioning from, you know, because at one point it was more cash accounting statements that we we're looking at to accrual accounting now that we bring on investor capital, right? So you're learning the ins and outs on, on how that's working. Um, and, and then you're just running into new challenges, new opportunities, you know, uh, daily. So I, I think um, for me, it's just been, It really heads down and head down in the grind, you know, seven days a week lately, just, just um, going through and and building the business. But, you know, from a learning standpoint, I've been, I've been able to just take so much um, just purely from, from growing what we have now. We also have not only do we have the investment business, but I'm also involved with, we're launching a, a loan brokerage, right? So we're learning about the debt side of things. We're learning about, you know, how Fannie and Freddie Uh, really do qualify this and, 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 uh, you know, who the best sources are for capital and and, uh, what the the pricing waivers are at a higher level than we ever knew as we were just simply investors. Mm -hmm. I love it, man. So it's, I mean, from that, like you guys are not,
0: you're not scared to take on new opportunities and kind of learn through the process, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. I, I think that's where the growth comes in. Right. And I think that was, that was part of my motivation for Taking the leap because I actually had a pretty good job, you know, back in out in San Diego. I was living by the beach. I was able to see the ocean from my office. I mean, life was pretty good. But again, it was that that feeling of being comfortable, right? And that's what that's why I took the leap of faith to leave uh, without much there to to go across the country and and start the business because it. I think that's where you know you, we can find fulfillment and satisfaction, right? And I think I think it's in taking doing the things that are scariest to us or doing the things that seem most challenging and that we know the least about to uh you know to, to ultimately put yourself up to the test and and you know in that process um i, I think i i need a certain level of stimulation um it, it, that that maybe maybe not everyone needs that maybe some people want the comfortable you know job that they can kind of kiss uh you know they can basically sit back and have that stability day to day but for me at least i i need the uh the stimulation that comes from taking on a, a new challenge
0: so you're you're you you like to seek the challenge and find it but what else has like I mean, has there been any direct uh, results that have really kind of improved the quality of your life in the short term are you really playing yep. the long game right now or how's that been?
1: So um, it, one more time.
0: Well, so so like when you were you're in San Diego, right? You're you're living a yep. good life, you're looking at the ocean, you know, water's yep. coming in, you're having a great time, you're you're comfortable, but now you're putting yourself into a position of discomfort perhaps yeah. at times, continual growth, but has there been uh, any sort of direct correlation in terms of obviously that's a big lifestyle shift? Yeah. What sort of quality of life changes have you experienced with that as well?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I mean, the one one given one is definitely from you know an income standpoint, doing you know significantly better, right? And I, I think I was doing what what many people would be very happy with that, you know the age I was I was at earning you know, money in San Diego. But I think I think from uh, just a, like growing. Uh, income and and net worth, I think has real estate's definitely been, uh, you know, a fantastic vehicle for that. Right. I think that's why a lot of us are in real estate because the numbers make sense and all the tax benefits and things like that. Right. Pay a lot less taxes now in real estate (laughs) in the Southeast in Tennessee than I, than I did W two in San Diego. Right. Um, so I think, you know, that that is definitely an important one to mention. Um, but I would say that in in addition to that, um, I I think that, you know, facing the, the challenges, in some ways, it gives you confidence, right, and, and gives you confidence in all different areas, depending on where the challenge is coming in. But I think it's it's given me a an understanding on how business works from you know just a, a very broad perspective, and I think that's what's great about multifamily because it, it multifamily is is one asset class, but so many of the principles that we learn uh, in this asset class apply directly to the next one, whether it's you know. Development or whether it's a different area of real estate or whether it's even looking at technology, right? And I have friends that are in all different sectors So the conversations I'm able to have and and the thought process I have you know are, are great So I think it's benefited me a lot in that sense and and then just you know on a, on a personal level, right? You know, I think having um, More confidence in, in self-reliance um, You know it, it always goes an extremely long way right and it benefits your relationships It benefits it makes it easier to inspire you know, those around you and, and to, uh, to help other people just like, you know, you're doing through, uh, through the show.
0: Yeah. I love it, man. And you know, one of the things like for me as an example is that I was seeking to earn more money too. Like why I, you know, I worked so hard for so long, it's like, man, I just want to make more money. And I was really driven by that. But the thing that came for me and it sounds like the same for you is that, you know, there's other things that also come to come from this effort and from this consistency and from continuing to push yourself that may not have been as apparent as you got started on the, along this path so I'd love to hear that
1: yeah it's like uh, Ray dalio says um he calls it the beat right like the uh, I'm sure you, you know, you've read principles as well right he calls yep. it uh, uh, he says you know the the nice like cars and the houses and stuff like that that's that stuff is just the beat right and and that kind of gets you started and gets you going but then you find the the, the the true reward is in kind of the journey itself and just falling in love with like all the all the new challenges that, that, that you do run into.
0: Yeah. And I feel honestly, I feel sorry for some people who don't get to experience that. Cause it's one of the most satisfying things that I've ever experienced. I know you would probably agree there. And so tell me, you know, one thing that I've struggled with, you know, along my journey is, is, you know, turning down opportunities or, you know, saying no, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So what, what,
1: what are you getting better
0: at saying no at, or do you share the same challenge?
1: No, I think it's a, it's a really awesome question Uh, when it comes to that. I'm, I'm pretty extreme about trying to protect my time, right? I feel like I'm always defending my time left and right. And I've really gained a lot of self-awareness as to who I am and and how I want to lead my life uh, for, for many years to come. And, and to me, I personally find I'm most productive when I'm sitting home or sitting here in the office with a laptop and, and a phone. Right, and I and I can really go a long way. And those the, the actions that I take um, just from being here in the office with a laptop and a phone can uh, you know can can truly push the business a very very long way. And um, you know I, I find that I've been doing less um, networking. Right, I find I've been doing less of the going to the the, the three day weekends and and um, things to that affect and um i you know for for me and, and that probably goes against the grain of what a lot of people will tell you need to do right go to more workshops go to more live events do this and that right i'll go to a workshop if i see it being like a really great group um that i, that I really want to get around and, and and make an impact or get to know but for the most part i try to protect myself and like stay kind of a, stay in the office stay you know stay kind of on my own my own solo grind or with the you know the the team here because I find that right now with where we are as a business that's what's going to give us like the best um the best output um so I think it's it, the only thing that'll get me to really travel right now is either making like quality time for for family um because you always have to you know you always have to cut that out and and make make the time for it or or it's um you know or, or it's reconnecting with you know your, your close friends or or you know dating things like that, but you know as far as um, as far as it goes, when it comes to like um, getting out there, there's a lot of stuff that you think is productive that's not productive. And I'm I'm huge into like just like the the idea that if you focus on if you're focusing on three different things and then you you, you cut that down into one thing, it's not putting three times the effort into that one thing. It's putting like nine times the effort into that one thing. There's like a multiplier effect. So the more the more actions that you're going to take um, in different areas is just is just really gonna it's going to slow you down um, from truly being productive or seeing results in any one specific thing
0: so you know by your own activity that if you're in the office you're doing the things that are pushing you forward you're not doing the lower priority tasks that may or may not be moving
1: you where you want to go is that what i'm hearing you say Exactly. I, I look up to uh, you know the the way that Mark Cuban lives. Uh, you know, I know I've heard him talk about it before, where he he really works out of his you know works out of home. I think with in in Jim Shorts and uh, just does you know cell phone and emails all day. And he says he doesn't leave the house unless he's collecting a check. And I think that's just that's just uh, I, I get it because I understand that I, I think that is a way to live uh, very very productively. Obviously, I don't have nearly as much as someone like that does, but I, I think it, it just goes to show that even at a, a very high level that, that system can work well.
0: Well, you're certainly on your way. And, and one thing, this is a great segue into my next question for you is, I mean, you're, you're the type of guy who's consistent, right? And you're, you're always on it. And you mentioned even sometimes pulling seven day, seven day a week, even recently, what are some habits that you're consistently in like, it's, a, it's non-negotiation, every single day that really set you up for success
1: yep so as of the last month or so i've been I, I, basically the, the morning routine is is big I've, I've always i've had a morning routine for years um, but i'll just share with you i guess more recently i've been starting to incorporate uh, running into that versus say weightlifting or something like that right I, but i always get some kind of exercise in first thing when i wake up i enjoyed enjoy the early mornings i you know i like some mornings i'm up as early as you know 5 a.m and then i try to get some kind of an exercise in uh, then, then it's trying to. Uh, I always make sure I'm very consistent with meditation. Always at least ten minutes of meditation. I, I started with uh, the mindfulness stuff. Now I do kind of a transcendental uh, meditation for about ten minutes. I always do a, a daily journal where I write down you know, some gratitude, um, big picture goals that come to mind, and then and then some of my uh, daily targets. Those are the those are the three. And then I always make sure to uh, to read um, audio book usually one when, when I'm running or. Uh, working out or in the car, and then I'll actually take time to physically read a different book at the same time as well. Um, and, and I don't I don't overcomplicate it. You can get crazy with your morning routines, but as long as I hit the the, the, the group of those, then then I know I'm in a in a good headspace to uh, to take on the day. And uh, I, I think that um, it's also important that on on the weekends, you find some some time to recharge. Right, like I say, I work seven days a week, but also you know, you need to do something that's going to get you to reset. Like I always try to get some time out in the sun, whether it's going for a bike ride or, or a long walk or you know hanging with friends or something like that on on Sunday mornings. You know, Sunday it's Sunday's is my one day I don't set the alarm. I kind of let myself sleep in, try to recharge the batteries, get some sun, do stuff that kind of re-energizes me a bit, and, and, and then I'll usually hit it for you know a few hours um, later on in the afternoon. But you know, I, I think you have to have at least like that one. In my case, it's like a one morning or you know two mornings a week that, that you kind of use to just you know, let loose and, and and reset a bit. And um, I, I find that I can be pretty uh, consistent as long as I, I build those routines in. Yeah, I'm with you, man.
0: I my mornings are sacred, and honestly, if I didn't have them, I I don't know because I, I think we have a pretty similar morning routine, and and it's a lot of fun to just continue to grow along that process because the compound effect is so key. I mean, you can yep. stack that type of effort. It gets more fun by the way, over time. <laughs> also it, the results come. And and so that's awesome. Tell me about, uh, an investment that you've made outside of, you know, the core assets of, you know, yep. real estate that you've made yourself, maybe in yourself or otherwise, it's really been so key for you even in the past year.
1: So this is a good one. Uh, I, I, I had a big, it's, I guess it's the last time I've, I've invested, um, you know, over five thousand dollars in, in one shot in terms of uh, an investment into myself. But um, when I was working out of San Diego, I was in a, in a sales management role, and I was really at a at a crossroads to some extent of whether to go uh, headfirst into multifamily or whether to go into some form of, of sales training. Actually, and I was I was considering the idea of doing a you know some kind of a speaking engagement or or training of some sort. And I, I thought about you know who who's done who's done the both of these or who, who would be a you know good guy to, to reach out to for for guidance. So I actually ended up spending, I think it was, I think it was 7,500 bucks on a, on a coaching session with Grant Cardone, who many people will know on this call. Right. And I actually flew out to, to Miami and uh, and sat down for a few hours to basically pick his brain and say, Hey, you know, if in my position, knowing, you know, given, given what you know about me, kind of gave him the background and the context of where you're coming from. What would you, what would be your next step right as far as direction? would you go into the sales training uh, with my background or would you go into more so the real estate side and um, I appreciated the the honesty in, in the feedback that I had received and I think it's now something I've heard him state you know put more publicly but uh, he basically said you know if I had if I had done uh, put all the same time and effort and energy that I had put into my sales business into real estate I, I feel confident I'd be a billionaire by now right. And it's in my, since like my early twenties. Right. And, and then, um, you know, that, that really something clicked, um, at that moment because he was basically like, you know, in, in the sales business uh, or the influencer business, it's just not scalable. Right. And, and and you can only go so far, but you always have to be there to be the, uh, to be the business. Right. And, and it's just not something you can truly scale. And, and, and that, limits you from the amount of wealth you have to create. And again, it's not all about the money like we're talking about, right? If, if either one makes you more fulfilled, uh, definitely understand that. I think just with me, I also, I also see that, you know, creating wealth is something we all want to do. And also the lifestyle balance of, of, of not burning out. Because um, I remember I'm saying it, it is a burnout to do the influencer thing to some degree, right? Because you feel like you always have to be on stage. You always have to be in front of the camera, right? So it, it's kind of the lifestyle thing as well. Um, to be able to create, you know, true wealth, but also have some level of lifestyle balance, um, you know, that, that you need to to really you know, enjoy everything that life life has to offer, um, and it, from that day back, you know, that I really haven't looked back. So, you know, I thought some people thought it was crazy spending that much on a on a, a coaching session, right, for for a couple hours, but um, for me, it was it was the best investment. I could have made, right? Because it really, it helped me take that next step and helped me fully commit and help me not have that lingering in the back of my head of what if I had done this business or that, you know, so, so for me, it was well worth it.
0: That's awesome. And what a leap of faith too to, to, you know, to chunk over $7,500 for a couple of hours. I mean, yeah. sure you were making good money, but still it was, uh, it was definitely a leap of faith because who knows? I mean, uh, and it's amazing because it's all about the result, right? You know it's about the result that came from that, which so right I'm sure, you can look back and say your return on investment there was substantial. So absolutely. So tell me, um so on that note, you know, what kind of who are your role models? I mean, who do you try to obviously success leaves clues. so what what who do you try to model what you're doing after?
1: So lately, I would say the biggest uh, role model, the biggest guy I, I've spent a lot of time. Um, studying is, is Ray Dalio. Um, I know we, I had the principles reference earlier. That's a book that I didn't just read once. Uh, I probably read it through, uh, I, I don't, not really counting, but probably seven or eight times, right? And something that I, I, I will constantly reference. Um, and, and I'm also reading a lot of his other articles in terms of his take on capitalism and, and the political system and and different things like that. Because I think he he really does provide a pretty objective outlook uh, and there's a, there's a lot of wisdom behind his teaching. So I found that um, he's someone that, that provides you know, true information with limited bias and, and I think that there's a, there's a lot to be said about that because you know, a lot of times there's, there's folks that we might follow and they might have you know, great success track record but there's a lot of bias behind their point of view. Um, so, so when you can find someone that can, that that can kind of see both sides of the coin and, and, uh, project that and and show you the pros and the cons of the different things that are going on in the markets, I I think it's, um, it's so, so valuable. And I've also really appreciated the, the idea of, you know, thinking of yourself like a machine, thinking of your business, like a machine and and kind of looking at things from that objective light, because I, you know, one one of the big things for me right now in, in our business is thinking, how can we, you know, basically duplicate every single thing that we're doing and, and you know, record, uh, we've been recording a lot of videos of every single, even the simple things on how to add someone, a new investor to our CRM system or whatever it might be, right? And we'll literally record the exact process of doing that so you could plug someone in and basically have it all outlined for you. So I think, um, you know, I've been taking that idea of, of defining my own principles on a, on a personal and, and, and a professional level, and uh, it's, made a, it's made a world of difference.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I really loved uh, Ray Dalio's video uh, that he made maybe a year or two ago just about the economic machine. I believe it was It was such a practical explanation of really how the economic engine works is maybe how he described it. But I mean, the guy's a freaking genius and he dumbs it down to a point where really anyone can understand it. And it's amazing. If that was just understood by more people, how many less problems would we have in our society? Um, And so I love that.
1: Yeah, it's, it could almost be, uh, you know, the, the, that's a great video, and it, it was, you know, eye-opening for me, and at the same time, I think even uh, someone in fifth grade could probably understand the, the the basics of it, right? So, to be able to break down such a complex thing on such a elementary, into such an elementary level is, is amazing. So, um, I, I definitely uh, appreciate that, and, and you know, you mentioned just changing lives. I, I think he's offering right now a lot of good insight as far as, you know, where, um, as an economy, we could we could make shifts in terms of how we're spending our money and a lot of, you know, the message that I've received and maybe it's partially the way I'm just interpreting it, but it's, you know, instead of investing so much um, just on the back end into to say, um, you know, in, into welfare and, 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 you know, for those that are struggling, maybe we should also invest heavily into the into education. Right and, and and into into the front line, you know the the youth of our of our country, right? Because it, it's challenging when you only have a four year term, to see the results of that. You'll never see the results of that in four years or eight years if you have two terms, right? So that's why I think there's there's not always an alignment of interests um, when it comes to that. But but he's been pushing heavily, and he, I think he just donated like hundred million to Connecticut school system, and uh, you know he's trying to. Sort of movement of, of basically investing into the youth and into the the education of the the future of America to keep us um, competitive as a as a country, and I think I think that in itself is is an inspiring you know mission that at some point I'd love to to partake in.
0: Well, it's extremely expiring because, I mean, you know, like you said, sometimes politicians really don't have the capacity, perhaps, to instill lasting change in society because of an unalignment of interest. Perhaps that's the wrong word, but, um, you know, I think it's it's up to folks like yourself and, and us and our listeners really to kind of elevate themselves to a point where then they're influencing and impacting others to a certain degree, and then also getting to a point where they can give back and they can contribute, you know, their own time, their talents, their treasure, to be able to make that true and lasting impact, because, you know, it's just not going to be done otherwise. So we, we really have a lot, you know, a lot of responsibility in that regard. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, so tell me just, you know, a few more things, just a couple more questions for you. Um, regarding, you know, like, you're so you're, you're after it every single day. But obviously, you're, you're thinking big, like, what are some what are some goals that you're working towards right now, or maybe one or two that really inspire you?
1: Yeah, so I definitely became a little bit less goal oriented in some ways as of the past few months. Maybe maybe it'll shift at some point, but I've been a lot more just process oriented, right? Where where it's more so I'm just focused on the day to day and just living in the present and trying to to refine everything that I'm doing and and, and remain flexible in my approach because I you know I, it's just just one of those things where right now you know multifamily and as an asset class makes a ton of sense and I hope that forever it always does then we can keep doing the same exact systems and and uh, do extremely well for ourselves right but but um, we don't know if that's the case right there can be a lot there's a, there's a lot of risks there's a lot of things that we're not always in control of you know taxes could spike overnight and and all of a sudden we have to go look look for something else right so, so there's so many different things that um, you know uh, could, could happen and there's a lot of uncertainty out there so I really I really try to focus on just you know, learning as much around me and, and and you know just focusing on the process and in the present but I would say as far as goals for myself um, you know I, it would be it would be nice say over the next uh, over the next you know 10 20 years to at some point uh, you know be managing say a billion dollars in, in assets I think you know that that's a, a goal that's exciting to uh, to think about and and um, you know I, I think the, the amount you'd learn and and be able to really create a truly professional organization and be um, it just be it's inspiring for me right that, that gets me super uh, super excited and then I, I think um, that that's kind of my in my next like I said 10 20 years in life and then I, I think there's going to be a point um, along the way where I, I definitely want to you know, continue to uh, or, or, or start truly contributing through through writing and through um, through speaking more um, you know, and getting a, you know, I even have a, a, you know, an idea for a book I'd like to launch in the next year or so. I kind of an outline, I've written, a, I actually written about 80 pages, but I have some editing and things like that to do. But um, I, I would like to, you know, write and, and to speak along the way to be able to share, you know, what we've been learning and, and what's going on day to day. And, and, um, and, and then I think long term, um, like I said, I, I think a, there, there'll be a point in life where I want to get more involved with the uh, some kind of charitable cause where I, I would like to make an impact, but I, I think the impact should be more about the message of, of helping others and, and, you know, educating others. You know, it could be something where we, we try to reform the, the modern day school systems or it could be something that it could end up just being more of a brand that, that is, you know, developed around uh, you know, just impacting the lives of the masses. Right. So it's, but something, something to that effect, I, I think would be, uh, be really exciting. I love it, my man. Well,
0: um, you're, you're certainly a wise soul and and you have a lot to give. So if there's ever anything we can do, you know, certainly reach out. But, um, you know, while, while we're here, you know, let's dive into sort of our rapid fire section, uh, rare air questionnaire is what we call it. So picture yourself climbing a mountain, obviously, the breathing gets a little bit tougher. If you're going to elevate sure. your name, you know, there's not many people who can last up there. So, so tell me, you know, um, we've talked a little bit about books, obviously, is one of the things that you and I first connected on. And you've talked a lot about principles and, and Ray Dalio and many others. You mentioned some other great books, which we will certainly share in the show notes. But has there been uh, anything other than choose yourself or principles that has been one of the you know most impactful books that you've ever read? One book
1: I've read that I'm still fired up about is David Goggins book Can't Hurt Me. That book has gotten me waking up earlier, putting more time in at the gym, working harder. And we have a lot of folks around the office reading as well. It's made a a great impact on. So uh, the guy is just just an absolute beast. Uh, Definitely recommend checking that one out.
0: I love it. What's the biggest way you elevate your life on a daily basis? I know we talked a lot about your habits. If you had to pick one of those, what's the one that you will not get rid of? Reading. Uh, Definitely reading. I drop anything else before that. I love it. And how do you elevate other people around you?
1: Hopefully, I know a thing or two. I'm able to to, to share. I, I think it's uh, doing my best to bring you know uh, good attitude in daily and and uh, being able to share what I know what I know and and hopefully at the same time learning from what they know.
0: That's awesome. Well, Dylan, you've been a phenomenal guest, and really, really appreciate you taking time. I know it's very valuable. So uh, before we before we get off here, make sure you share with the listeners where we can uh, where we can all reach out to you and find you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can reach out to me, social media, uh, Dylan Marma, D Y L A N M A R M A, uh Instagram at Dylan Marma, LinkedIn, I believe it's I believe it's Dylan Marma, if not Dylan James Marma. And then uh if you want to check out more on our on our company, it's Rand Partners L L C. It's R-A-N-D Partners llc.com. dot com. You can check more about us. And if you want to jump on a phone call, you can go to the bottom and, and set up a call. i would love to uh to chat with anyone uh interested in chatting more. Well,
0: as you can see, Dylan is a wealth of knowledge and extremely valuable. So thanks again for spending some time with us today and uh, look forward to chatting with
1: you again soon. All right. Thanks for having me on Tyler. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit TylerChesser.com.